0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the West London Sport QPR podcast. I'm Dan Bennett. I'm joined as ever by Ian McCullough and Kevin Gallin. He's back from his extended international break in Italy. You glad to be back, Kev?
1: Delighted, Dan. Just to, see, <laughs> just to see you. Just so happy. Flat
0: bang down to earth last night?
1: Uh, yeah, but it was my first game for a while, so I know the result wasn't what we wanted, but I, I enjoyed being at a football match Yeah, Yeah, no, nice to be back.
0: Um, yeah, Just a reminder that we are on streaming platforms now as well, so if you're watching us or you've got to pop out or you've got to be on the move, whatever, you can listen to us if you'd prefer. Um, so yeah, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're also available. Um, but like I said, we're recording this on Wednesday, the day after um QPR's one nil defeat to Blackpool. Cape, like I said, you were there. Um, what, how, how did you assess the game? What were your kind of thoughts on it? Like I said, first game you've been to for a while, and obviously, we haven't spoken to you in a while. So, how have you kind of rated the start to the season from QPR? I mean, been some good, some good bits and some bad bits as ever with uh, with QPR. Yeah,
1: the usual uh, start to season is was it I mean, four points out of four? Yeah, well. Not great, not rub, not not rubbish, but not great. Just sort of, I suppose, a little bit. Mad, I'd have to say below average points wise. Um, I watched the game against Middlesbrough for uh, for 35, 40 minutes. We were very good. I'm probably going over old ground, but then you know, for the fifty minutes, you know, there was they that they could have, you know, snatched a draw in the end. And I didn't see the game at uh, Sunderland, but. I'm sure you'll I've heard uh, people talk about it saying that we weren't great but then showed really good fighting spirit you scored two goals in the last five minutes so that you know when you do that that feels like a win and last night I thought there's some good some good bits and obviously some bad bits but regarding last night I mean we had the chances to maybe at least one goal up before Blackpool uh, uh, scored and maybe two and some really good chances there. Didn't take them. Blackpool just before half-time, score a really good goal. It's always a bit of a, a killer blow, you know, when you're just just like a minute before half-time and you go in, you think you're going in at nil-nil and it's all to play. You know, you, it's always all to play for at half-time, but, you know, it's a little bit of a, you know, a sucker punch to go in just a minute before half-time. And uh, then you've got to regroup and then the manager has to maybe make changes quicker or whatever so his his team talk or whatever he he thinks he's gonna to say to the to the to the team it sort of goes out the window and he's got to prepare another sort of speech within a minute so uh some good performances and some poor performances really as well mm. yeah I've been thinking back about it yeah what have Something. you
0: noticed from like, Bill? Have you noticed anything kind of different that you like or maybe don't like? Like what yes. what have you made of the kind of changes? He's obviously the system going back to a four is quite a big change, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's a big change. That's pretty pretty much the the, uh, the biggest change is uh, playing a, a four at the back. Um, I'm not too keen with um, uh, Stephanie Johansson playing sort of the holding midfield and field to the left a little bit advance. I, I I don't see that. Um, we, we saw Field last year play in front of the back four in that holding midfield role, screening the, the the defenders. And I thought he was very good at it, excellent at it. And he had a really good season doing it. And for him to sort of play on that left, I don't think it suits him. I don't think he's got the legs. And the midfield three, really, last night, had no sort of, you know, good players on the ball, but no real energy and legs to get up and down the pitch. thought
0: they... I thought they lost the midfield battle overall. I would have said
1: I because that's why I'm saying. Because of that, because of you know, having that, those three—Dazelle, Johansson, and Field—they're not the quickest, the most mobile. And I, I just—I go back to what I just said. I still feel Field has to play the holder and have two in front of him because that's the style of play um, if bill wants to do. With one, hot sort of—I know he's, he wants. I've heard people say this quarterback role where he wants that that one on the pivot, spraying passes and all well and good. But I think Phil's uh, a pretty good passer. But I think he gives you more defensively. I think he screens better for the centre-halves. And we're now playing with a back four, so two centre-halves. He was screening last year three centre-halves. Mm. So we're now not really screening two centre-halves.
0: Yeah. I and that, that
1: was his... I don't think there's much difference but if if I was going if I uh, would change one thing I would have field as 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 the holding defensive midfield player. Then, yeah that
0: was, his justification for that was like he wants your Hansen facing forward you know with the ball at his feet whereas he felt if he played a bit further forward he's obviously sometimes receiving it with his back to the goal and he can't so I I do get that but it's funny your um, your old teammate we had on Mark Bertram, said a similar thing to you. Um, a couple of weeks back where he said he was a little bit worried about, especially off the ball with Johan Singers, that maybe doesn't have the legs to kind of you know, play that sort of deepest role. Um, and like I said to you as well before, I think that I was pretty surprised when Field got moved because I thought he was excellent in that role as well. But I think he wants to make him into more of like a box-to-box player and contribute uh, going
1: forward. It's, it's difficult to make someone a box-to-box player when they ain't really, they ain't gonna, I don't think it's going to happen. I might be wrong. Time will tell. Uh, he's a
0: very good player, Field. I mean, hopefully, he yes. can do it. But like you say, it's what are you giving up to to do that? Yeah. Do you know what I
1: mean? Well, I think you're giving up Field Field's better position as a holder, so you're you're taking away that quality that he's got. And Stefan Hansen is very good on the foot on the ball passing, but defensively, he's not a defensive minded player. And Didel's not really a defensive minded player or a box to box player. So you need some legs in there. And uh, you know, I think we missed Amos because the first half against Middlesbrough was very good, getting about, closing down. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I don't think there's really much... Same sort of style of football, um, passing it. But everyone's, everyone does that now. I mean, Blackpool last, last night were taking big risks, rolling the very ball. many. That's what I thought. Twice they got caught, and twice we should have punished And we yeah. didn't. But... Everyone's sort of playing that style of football, so it's, 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 you know, whoever's got the better players usually comes out on top.
0: Yeah, like you said, I suppose something Beal can't do a lot about is Amos and also Taylor Richards give you that legs in midfield and neither are available because they're both injured. So I think, you know, you'd have to say if one of those was fit, they probably would have started. But Ian, like Kev said, not the best start for QPR, not really the start McBeal would have been hoping for. You were at Sunderland on... Saturday as well at Gather, it wasn't the best performance even though like Kev said fought back well and showed a lot of character but what have you made of it overall is there cause for concern do you think or is there kind of other factors like I said the injuries obviously playing a part that maybe make it not as concerning as it should be and has there been enough positives to kind of override that I guess?
2: Yes there's been enough positives I think it's way too early to be concerned I think in many ways he's got he's doing the job with sort of one hand tie behind his back at a minute with key players that you need to play. The system wants to play willard Amos Richards.
0: Yeah, um, I agree.
2: Etc. Not available. Um, I thought. I mean, the game at Sunderland, given the personnel they had on the field and where they're playing it's a side that's full of confidence, I thought it was a really good point. Um, first half, they were not good at all. Um, Bill said afterwards, you know, we got us, we're so deep and it's almost like because it's a confidence thing, I think, because they've lost to such a bad end to last season. It's almost like forgotten how to win in some ways. So it's that natural thing of when, you you know, you just retreat, didn't you? Back, you sit deep and and it's just a long ball over the top, really, and I couldn't deal with it and through the middle and the game changed at Sunderland really when um, Tyler Roberts came on, he was outstanding. He was really good, He's getting the ball running up players. And I think when, I'll come to Blackpool game in a minute, but when you've got Roberts fit, Willock fit, Amos fit, Richards fit, Ethan Laird in the side, you've got the makings of a pretty decent side there and sort of of those players aren't available at the moment, but they will be. And, you know, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. I mean, last night, he wasn't great. They were, I mean, the game really should have been out of sight after 20 minutes. They should have been 3 0 up. You know, missed three very, very, very presentable chances. Mm. And um, it's very, very good goal from Bowler, to be fair. But again, that's in his chair losing the ball deep up the field. The ball's just come through the middle. And, you know, you got to clear that. I mean, I've got to be honest, I haven't seen it back again, but it looked to me on first watching it live from the upper loft that um, Jimmy Dunn, again, he has his habit of not clearing the ball. It just put your foot free, get rid of it. it. Just they had a chance to clear it and didn't. And you know, Ballard's decent player, good technique, and he, he put it in the bottom corner. It was a great strike, but it was a preventable goal. Poor goal. Um, there's a lot
0: of people around him as well, weren't there before he, yeah. you know, got the shot blocked. There's enough people there that he should be I blocking that game, really, back going think. in, and
2: he shouldn't be scoring
0: from where he did. Um,
2: I do wonder as well whether, um, I mean, you know, I, I like Jimmy Dunn, I think he's a re- really good, solid center back, and it has been a great sign for Rangers, but. I don't know if he's comfortable in a four, on the left of a four. And I do wonder now they've got Laird in as the right wing back, he might consider going to a back three. Um, Mm. Maybe you bring Masterson in just till Clark Salter's fit. But I mean, you've got that problem again, who plays on the left of that three, because Clark Salt is a left-sided defender, he's injured. But I do wonder if that, just putting another centre-back in there may may change it up a little bit and maybe give it a bit more... um, stability in sort of maybe the middle of the park um but i mean i'm not i actually thought i mean I, I think i'm in the minority of kind of one really i didn't think the played that bad last night i thought i thought he was good was okay. against it's Sunderland. Enough. but i thought he got around the pitch better than he has done last season and i think he you know he was you know making making passes that actually he wasn't just a little five-up pretty passes in a he was you know, doing it better than he did last season. And I've been quite critical of him, but I mean, I'll give him credit where it's due. He, I thought he did okay at Charlton as well. So, um, yeah, but Johansson, I, I understand where Bill's coming from. Uh, he's explained it quite sort of clearly why he wants Johansson in that role. Um, but yeah, I do wonder or not if that makes them a little bit soft in the middle. And if he wants to keep doing that, maybe then that'd be another reason to go to back to a back three. But... Um, but I thought Ethan Laird looked good, actually. You know, it's very difficult to come in such short notice. You're making your debut of players, you don't know. But he offered a little bit of life on the right, which, you know, Osmond Kakai, fair play to him. He's been solid, but he doesn't, he can't do that. He's not anywhere near a threat going forward like Laird was last night. But um thought Powell, I'll give him the benefit that he's still adjusting to the English game. But he didn't, wasn't great last night. Took a nasty headbang early in the. In the first half, I don't know if that affected him, but mm. you know, I haven't really seen this great crossing ability he's supposed to bring to the side.
0: It hasn't been much of that to see in the three games he has played. So, he's already got forward that much, has he? It? It's strange. I was expecting yeah. to kind of bomb on, but it's more the other side that's been doing that, which yeah. So, unusual.
2: I mean, it's really early days. And like I, I was
0: saying to I was saying to my kids
2: last night, actually, that you know, it's one game this time last year, Rangers have been promoted, Rob Dickey was a new Franz Beckenbauer, and you know, life is good. It's I mean, it's four games into the season, and it's you know, Forest a bottom in October, and Luton and Huddersfield were nowhere, and both got in the playoffs. So I'll, I'll say it again: you just got to hang in there. If you can be sort of top eight, top ten, you know, spewing with a shout. And it was one of those games last night where you lose one nil to a team that's not a bad side. They were organised, they were hard to break down, and just one of those nights. The ball didn't go in. Good chances were missed, but you know, you've got a chance to rectify that on Saturday against the, you know, a Rotherham side that won't be easy that won't be an easy beat either, but you know, you you, you fancy
0: Rangers should, you know, get something out of you know Rotherham at home, particularly with Cliff Chris Willock now available. Mm. You're rehearsing for the podcast with your kids, were you giving giving them some practice takes, see what the feedback was, whether to, whether <laughs> to put that one out there or not. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree with what you said about like Amos, Richards, and Willick. Like if you put I mean, I don't know if Amos and Richards will both play, but if you put one of those in and you put Willick in, especially, that is a completely different team. And uh the Willock is just when he when he goes into the QPR team, it's just like I said, a completely different side. Like they really miss him when he's not playing. And I'm not sure what the stats are exactly, but I saw someone on Twitter that saying like his QPR's record with him in the team and without him in the team. And unsurprisingly they're a lot better with him and I just think he makes so much difference um he did say obviously last week we said about changing formation that that is something that he wants to do eventually but i personally don't think we'll see it until clark solter comes back maybe later on in the season but it's definitely something to think about especially now he's got like you said ethan led and who looks really good going forward and created a lot of chances last night and probably should have had an assist to be honest and probably would have done on another day but yeah i mean kevin come on to this now like, like i said Laird was. Good going forward last night created a lot of chances and ultimately they weren't taken. And you have to look at Linda Dykes and say he's probably the main culprit for not taking those chances, particularly with one where Stephanie Hansen nicked the ball high up, gave it to Dykes in the box, and he kind of looked like he got caught in two minds, didn't know what to do, maybe thought he was offside, and just rushed a shot that was saved quite easily in the end. And like that, really, that's got to be ending in the goal, and if you want to win championship games, there's no real way that that shouldn't be ending in a goal. I mean. What, what have you made of um, Dyke so far? There's been some good moments and bad moments, I guess, in typical Dyke's fashion. And now you've got Sinclair Armstrong coming off the bench, and there's a bit of noise around him, maybe starting. The fans want him to start, and Beale said he's getting closer. Is this something that people have really got to sort out their striking options? Because it seems to be a bit of uncertainty around it still, if they're going to have a successful season this year. And what would you want to see happen?
1: Uh, regarding the, the chance last night, I mean, he had a couple. In the first couple of minutes, he had a chance to shoot, and he took his time, and he got blocked. Um, the chance, there, you know, he thought he was offside. I mean, me personally, you just either, just you just lay it to Stephanie Hansen, and he has a tap in it and then you look around, and you're offside, you're offside. Do you know what I mean? Or you bury it, and he didn't do it either. He just, it was a it was just poor. And then there was another chance when uh, um, Led cut one back for him, and mm. Wasn't he? I don't know if he puts his foot through it, his laces, and goes really low and hard. I think he scores. It was all just it looked like he is lacking confidence, which is strange because it's just the start of the season. So, but this is Linda Dykes has sort of been like this. It's like when he first came, he couldn't really score. Then he went on a run and he scored. Then last season, he'd done all right at the start and then he got injured and then didn't do anything. And then scored two against Reading, I think. I was there. And He looked good, and you think he's going to kick on. He didn't. Scores a good goal against Middlesbrough. Header. You think, come on now, you're off the mark. You can kick on. I don't know regarding the striker situation. I've been saying, I mean, I've been saying since January really, we need some strikers in. Been so. saying
0: since we started doing this, then yeah,
1: yeah, yeah but no, Starting so, a striker. So I looked at the, um, I looked at the bench last night. So we just on the on the team sheet. And I'm looking, thinking, you know bench didn't look too strong to me. And I know we've got injuries, but that's the thing. We have got injuries and I want to come on to that in a, in a second. And I looked at the bench and I'm thinking, I haven't really seen Sinclair Armstrong, but when he did come on, I have to say, he made a good impact. One, he's he's got some strength and pace and he's a massive handful for the defenders because all he wants to do is run in behind. And one thing defenders don't like doing is running that way towards their goal and when you've got someone as strong and fast as that who keeps doing it now just before we come online Ian said I'm not too sure he can do that for 90 minutes and I'm like thinking that's a good point because to play with that high intensity and to run him behind like that all game that's what you, Beal said as well to be fair he, he said that as well and I think it's you've got you know, to be obvious isn't it like the fittest man in the world well, you, do you know what I mean to, to mm. do that for 90 minutes is would be one hell of a of a shift, but he looks strong. He's a handful. He's very direct. Technically, he needs to improve, but at the moment, it's the great impact sub. And not only is he a great impact sub, he gets the crowd going and gets them, mm. get, gets everyone alive. So I was, uh, I was impressed with with him when he came on last night because of the sheer power and pace. Uh, regarding strikers, I mean, Macaulay Bond looks like he's already out of favour. He wasn't even on the bench last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Beal said, well, I'll just put the clip in now, actually, you can hear what he had
0: to
3: say on mccauley Bond. McCauley was just not, not selected tonight. Just on McCauley, is there
1: any sort
0: of other reason why he wasn't selected or you just didn't feel like
3: he was... I think the impact of Sinclair. I think the impact of Sinclair means when you're looking at your bench, you're allowed obviously seven, one's a goalie, maybe two to cover defensive positions, two for midfield and, and two up the park and and I chose today to go with young Sinclair over him. Um, McCauley's had a really good pre-season, we have a really good relationship, everything's clear and out in the open uh, with McCauley and where he stands in the squad. And I just feel at the moment that, that Sinclair um, earned the right, um, and certainly with his impact at the weekend, um, I thought it was the right decision and I thought we saw that in Sinclair's performance.
1: Is the club content with the striking options or might you be in the market
3: for one other four of those? I think there's, there's two things to consider here. There's, there's the club where it's at with the PNS um, and there's what you would like in your squad. That's two completely different things. And I think what we're doing is we're showing a huge amount of uh, investment and faith and development in young Sinclair. If I go and bring another striker in that's experienced, what happens to his moments, what happens to his minutes? And, and I think I've got to be mindful of that. Also, I have to be mindful, and the owners are, and Lairs and everyone, about where we are financially at the moment. Uh, would I like to strengthen the squad in some areas? Of course I would, but I think 23 managers in the Championship will tell you the same.
0: Um, just on the call again, if the right offer comes along, do you expect that he could move on this? We'll around,
3: right? I think if the right offer comes along for any of our players in this window, they could move. Um, I think that that's the situation we're in as a club. So McCauley, um, It comes down to whether McCauley's going to be happy. Uh, there's one or two other players. When you look at the front end of the pitch, if you if you say there's Chris Taylor, Tyler, Ilias, Sinclair, Lyndon, Macaulay, Meade, Albert. They ain't all going to be happy, are they? Because in a few weeks, everyone's going to be fit, hopefully. And uh, there's going to be a lot of competition for places. So I think in the next two weeks, there might be one or two players knocking on the door. It's important that if we're loaning a player out, that we cover their wages because it doesn't help me to send a player out on loan for less than what he's earning here because then I can't use that. Um, so it has to be right for QPR as well. Um He's not, he's, he looks like he's sort of
1: already out of favor. But like I said, like Ian said before, it's early days. He could be back in favor. You get a few injuries and Corley Bond comes in, scores a goal and he's played for the mum. Football changes like that all the time. QPR win against Rotherham on the, um, a convincing win against Rotherham on Saturday. Everyone forgets about last night. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I you know, Willock's back. Will he play Willock and maybe might play, um, Tyler Roberts that like, front on Saturday.
0: Yeah. Is that a thing, do you think? We're talking about, you know, not, should it be yeah, Armstrong? Should it be Dykes? But then you've got Roberts as well, are not you? Is that maybe
1: something they should do? From, um, and I wouldn't be surprised that he played... Yeah. What, what did Roberts play last night? 70 minutes? Yeah, yeah, about that, yeah. So, he'll have a rest. He's got 70 minutes in, in the in the tank, in the bank. And um, I would say... I wouldn't be surprised if Roberts... Yeah. If it plays... It'd be Willock and Chair and Roberts up front. That's what I would say. Yeah, um, their arms are on, you know, to come on. If Roberts is, might or Willick, they might, they might be clever with not clever, but they might be sensible with Willock and say, depending on what the score is, right? Like you're playing six minutes because we keep we keep getting too many hamstring injuries. I mean, it's Clark. What Clark sort of was his injury? Hamstring. hamstring, I think. I think, yeah. Hamstring, Willock hamstring. Am I right? A little bit of hamstring. Um... We well, had, no, he had, he had
2: the hamstring injury. It's more of a fatigue recovery okay. issue from. Okay, uh,
1: Amos hamstring.
2: Don't know. They haven't said. It's not the hamstring. Ham- I heard it's hamstring. Is it? But Bill, Bill was at points to make out it wasn't the same injury he had in pre-season.
1: Okay, so it's like, but... uh, and what's the Richards? What's he? What's his injury? He, he is.
2: I'm not
1: sure. I love you know, it. We're picking. We've picked up a hell of a lot of muscle, and not just since Bill, but even like last season, a lot of hamstring injuries and muscle injuries. Which, if you speak to medical people, are of are of. They're not like they they are avoidable. Taylor in, Richards is a thigh. He's a thigh injury. He's got. they muscle Sorry. injuries. Yeah, it's, it's it's a weird one. At the moment, we're having very bad luck with muscle injuries. Mm.
2: Mm. But it is interesting because they have revamped the whole medical side of things down there. And I think that was as a legacy of what happened um, at the back end of last year. Um, I mean, I suppose, you could, do you want the injuries now or do you want them in March? So it, it's kind of that. It, we don't have them at all, ideally, but you are going to get them. Um, I thought it was interesting because, I mean, there was an argument that another reason why Warburton struggled last year was it was paying, perhaps paying too much attention to the sports scientist and taking players off early or leaving players out here and there. And,
0: and then it happened anyway, as bad as it did. It's like... Bill, Bill
2: picked Amos and Willock and the pair of them haven't played for that Millsborough game and they're both outstanding in it. And they both haven't played since. And mm. people said afterwards that, you know, there were some worried people behind him and the medics weren't that enamoured know, with him playing him for 70 minutes, but they got the win and then, it's one of them, isn't it? They had they not won, won that game against Middlesbrough, you're sitting here going, Well, potentially could have be have three losses from the first three games. So it was important to get that first game, so it was almost worth taking the risk, I think. Um, that's what he said as well, didn't he? he yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm inclined right, to, in. to agree with
1: him. I'm inclined to agree with him. Yeah, you're you're in new manager, you, you, you never managed the first team, a first team game, senior game. You want to get your first win as quickly as possible because if you go four games without a win, everyone's given it. I think if they didn't
0: win that, we're looking at it this a very different way, mm-hmm. I think. The Middlesbrough yeah. game and how well they played is kind of the yeah. main positive sign. So, criticism positive, positive. I've seen pointed at him from, you know, Twitter, etc. He's a little bit
2: kind of... Well, he's damned if he does. He's down if he doesn't, isn't he? Damn if he does, damned if he don't. Um, but uh, It's... Um, yeah, I think there's one thing you can't accuse this side of, though. I mean, they do score late goals. They didn't score one last night, but the, the tournament at Sunderland will be a dramatic way it finished. but in terms of the way that we've up with Sinclair, right, he's so young and he's so... His enthusiasm is fantastic to see. He just is... He is just like a big kid. He's out there enjoying himself and he's going you know, he comes on, he hits the ground running straight away, 100 miles he's an great. hour. He's great to watch, is he? He's you so good to Sunderland, watch. Sunderland, he was brilliant when he came on, you know, and then he tries to score a bicycle kick, which was all, all bicycle and no kick, and then <laughs> you know, if he squares the ball to Dykes after that, Barnes saw run down the wing, Barnes' Dykes has got a tap in, he's thinking no, I'm going to score here, and he wins the corner that leads to the equaliser from Dieng, and it's just, you know, he's making an impact, and when he come on against uh, Charlton, um, you know, he. He's carrying and his pressure on the centre backs led to that goal that was, was scored by Roberts. So he's coming on, he's making making an impact, and it's a long time since QPR I've had someone that just come off the bench and and do that. But I mean, I think you have to trust the manager on this. I mean, he's worked with some of the best young players in the country. So he knows what he's doing. You can't start him. You can't start him and expect him to play at that pace and that intensity for ninety minutes. It would be because then you're getting a problem he'll injure himself I mean he you know he took a bad bang in the first as soon as he came on there was a terrible tackle from he's already had a lot of injuries for a young defender who's just kind of cleaned him out because he was going to do him the pace mm. he's going to get plenty of that because he, he's not going to be a secret for much longer everyone's going to know about him and you know you just got to be gentle with him and just sort of like. Right. but I mean as someone said to me the other day he's not an 80 he's not an 80 minute sub anymore he's a 55 minute sub just throw him on and just get his minutes grow but um i think we died died was poor last night but I, I, he was excellent against middlesbrough and i thought he was okay against um sunderland with no service at all no service and last night he had lots of service and didn't score so that's the life of a striker but i mean if he's on the bench on saturday with armstrong i don't think that makes your bench immediately better mm-hmm because yeah. he's, he's, he's done well when well, he's come on as a sub Dykes in the past when I mean, we come on against Coventry last year and scored a you know a really good goal and you know and I like Roberts liked him as at Leeds really happy when QPR signed him he's a really good player and him up front with Willock I think that could be that could be really you know potentially exciting but they have to get back on the horse very quickly against Rotherham on Saturday
0: Yeah Kev someone I'll like noticed I kind of want to get your thoughts on as well is like we said those balls into the box. There seemed to be a lot of balls into dangerous areas, and there was just no one there to like get on the end of it. Have you did like with Dykes? Is it like a case of being in the wrong position sometimes? Maybe like even though obviously you should have scored with the ones he missed, but it just seemed like you're just crying out for someone to be there, and it's like that maybe should be the position the striker is in. I don't know. Is that? Yeah, that's something I, I thought sort
1: of uh, that last night. I mean, and they were coming sort of from the right side from Laird, wasn't they? Yeah, yeah. So, let's be fair, he's only, he turned up Monday, trained 40 minutes, as uh, I'm hearing. So, he they'll have to get some, that, that, you know, an understanding. So, Laird, if I was in change room and I'm the centre forward, I would say, and led's getting in these positions, I would say, right, you get in that position and I'm going to, I'm expecting you to cut it back or just whack it across the near post or go straight for the far post for a tap-in. So you, you've got to speak to, you know, if I, being selfish and forward, you got to befriend. If I'm Lyndon Dykes or anything forward, I'm, befri- I'm befriending. I'm befriending uh, Led and so on. <laughs> Right, when you go down there, you cut it back to me, and I'll be there. I'll score. You get the assist, and we both look good. And it's do you know what I mean? <laughs> <Speak to his. laughs> You've got to speak to him because if he he'll make you look good, and I'll make and if I score, I make him look good. But he's only been there a day, so he was putting it in certain areas, and they were making runs in other areas
0: yeah there's a bit of like disjointed weren't there there it wasn't quite all yeah. matched together yeah
1: There was one in the first half where everyone went to the near and he cut it back and it sort of went, went yeah. forward to the back so no one no one went no one everyone sort of made the same similar run no one was was there for the cutback
2: I mean, I, I guess the crossing they've received in the first four games of forwards has been so bad. I guess I guess it might have been a bit of a surprise to actually get a ball put on a plate to him in the middle of the box. So. Yeah, maybe I mean, maybe he was hanging back, waiting, thinking because
1: when the need, rebound comes you do, out, you do, you do need an understanding. Of, yeah, uh, yeah. I played up front with Gareth Rainsworth, and if I went for a, if I went to pass, if I w- wanted him to pass it to my feet, he, it wouldn't happen. So whenever he got the ball, I just got in the box because I know he would head down and whip it, and you make you run off that. And then I would usually go near post, and Paul Furlong would be going sort of to the back, and then you'd have the left winger coming in, and then maybe a midfielder for a cut back. Hmm. It's, it's an routine, I suppose, isn't it? It's like once you get into it, yeah. It's an understanding thing, yeah. And he's only yeah. been there for forty minutes, so they they should really have a little chat with each other <laughs> and let's say when I get down that situation, I'm either going to go straight across the near post or I'm cutting it back, hmm. you
0: know? Because the signs but, are positive there that. that- should hopefully lead to quite a few goals R this season like lead bombing forward, especially if he's gonna play in a back three as a wing back and he can get forward even more. Like he looks really dangerous going forward. I the see there's been a bit of criticism for him, but I actually thought like you say he's only been there a day, I actually thought he did alright to be honest I yesterday.
1: Half, I, thought I thought first half he played really well. Yeah half, he just ran out a little bit of steam, that's all and
0: Yeah. Well he's only been there a day, like you yeah. say I suppose isn't he so I
2: mean I'm speaking as a, a limited Saturday afternoon player back in the day. But don't yeah, do yourself a disservice. I always feel like with strikers, it was always attack that front post, attack the post, attack the post. Yeah. I, I don't see Dykes doing that. He's just kind of running on that sort of towards that back stick, then the keepers, You're
1: on the keeper, and also defenders got to go with you. Yeah, but so that's, just, but Ian, That's why I'm saying that. If I was, if I was um, playing, I would say to, I would say to Led, I'm gonna. When you get down that thing, I'm, I'm gonna be at the near post. Put it in there, and I'll score. So you, You've got to chat to it. you've got to chat to your teammates and get an understanding.
0: Yeah. And then I
1: mean, in there, I'll be screaming at him. Why didn't you put it in there?
0: Yeah. I'm with you, Kev. I think like Tyler Roberts up front next game is the kind of way to go with it. Now he's got his fitness back. I'd like to see that with Willock Chair and Roberts. I think that's a really exciting front three with the yeah. ability Roberts has got on the ball and the pace he's got in behind. It Ian, would you is that something you'd want to see, do you think? What would be yeah, I mean, your kind of preference going forward now?
2: Yeah, and again, you, you give look maybe 60-70 minutes, start him, and then you've got options off the bench to come in and sort
1: of. Well, we played um Rotherham last season. We know what sort of similar they're going to be, similar style. Yeah. They're very direct. They're a big center-halves who are good in the air, who want to head it and kick it, really. So maybe going with a more, you know, more mobile, technical front two or three is the mm. way to play the game on Saturday.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I that's that would be my decision if I was the uh, the QPR manager of it. Like Ian, where
1: where'd... we we pick the team again, Dan. Oh no, cool. yeah.
0: Well we got the formation change right, didn't we? So yeah, you okay. never know. If Robert starts on Saturday, we'll take all the credit. It's nothing to do with the fact he actually wants to play him is because he's listened to the podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I mean the, the encouraging thing is there
2: are a few options there where you can go, well Will it's about you can do this and do that. And that's why I'm not too worried at the moment because I mean, like the Sunderland game, if that team that played started at Sunderland was that's your, foot, foot, that's your fourth jump side, then you sit there and go, oh, you know, this this could be problematic. But the fact that there's these players coming back in,
0: I think there's, there are signs, reasons to be encouraged. Mm. So we know that they would quite like to sign another striker, but obviously the big thing as always that we talk about, and it's been spoken about a lot, is weighing up what you want against this financial fair play and profit rules that you've got to comply with. So that ultimately it will ultimately come down to that what they can do. But do you feel like Kev that a new strike is needed or do you feel I mean we haven't really seen Roberts up front, so it's quite hard to answer yet. But do you feel like we've that there's got to be that kind of talismans come in or do you think Lyndon Dyke should be the first choice still or should Roberts, if he does well, maybe keep the shirt? I mean, like I said, they do want to sign someone, but do you feel like they are lacking that well, that main I, talisman still?
1: It looks like what well, just reading between the lines, I could be completely wrong. But it looks to me that McCauley Bond is not yeah so they so they're, what
0: we know is they're op- they're open to offers yeah. from him. if the right
1: offer comes in yeah. then they are hope for the, for the club if that's not what they want to do they they probably want to sell him mm. and bring someone else in that's, yeah. that's what i would say that that's the thing that they would be thinking that it um, seems to be the most the, sensible option doesn't it at this point regarding um, who's the uh, going to be uh, the, the main striker well you know Linda Dykes have started the last the first four games. I I think uh Roberts will start on Saturday. And if he scores and he plays well and QPR win, what happens? You stay in the team. Mm. You you know, as good as if you keep if you're playing well, you're winning, you're scoring, you stay in the team. And you're contributing to the team performance, you'll stay in the team. Simple as that. Mm. I don't think anyone is really other than Senny, you know, who's Senny and Willock, really, all the other places are up for, are up for grabs. And Dickey, they're up for grabs, I'd say.
0: Yeah, it's just the... I mean, if they didn't have as many injuries, there'd be loads of competition for places, like what Ian said is the encouraging thing that hopefully it will get a lot better. But yeah, like I think like you let Bond go, I think that makes the most sense at the moment. Then you bring another striker in, hopefully someone... not I don't think you can get someone that similar to Armstrong. He's a bit of a, bit of a unicorn, I guess. Like He's just completely like, you know unique and with his skills it's gonna be very hard to find someone like that. But you bring someone in with a bit of pace who can stretch defenses. Then you've got Roberts, uh Dykes, whoever comes in, you've got Armstrong, you know, you've got kind of Willick who can play it. I think those those are good striking options, but I do feel like they still need to bring that one other person in maybe whether that's a lone move or not, just to give the attack a little bit of something different. Um Ian, what what would your preference be now in the attacking positions? You think, would you agree with that? Maybe let one go and bring someone in. What, what how are you? I, kind don't, of thinking I, don't, about that? I don't think who they're going to bring in. Who are you going to get?
2: Bill doesn't want to sign players on loan, he wants to sign mm. players. Like deals have been are in place for Richards and Roberts to be permanent signings. Yeah, he didn't really want to bring Ethan Laird in. He likes him as a player, but because Man United aren't going to let him go, he wants players that. Get on loan with a view to signing, so he, his thing is, I don't want to be developing players for other teams, which I think is quite admirable. Um,
0: which I get, but you've also got to be competitive, haven't you? And yeah, you but, do well, I so
2: mean, you, you kind of it's, it's four games in, and I mean, getting rid of Bonnie makes no sense, really, unless someone's going to pay you money for him. I and mean, who's going to who in the foot who in the championship is going to pay for Bonn?
0: Yeah, well, this is the issue, isn't yeah, it? It's it's like, really There's not a lot of money going around, so who's going to... And gonna... also,
2: they don't want... And Bill's been quite vocal about it as well. I don't want to let players out on loan and we're mm. still paying their wages. Why should we pay paying for someone to go and play with someone else? So, you know, he wasn't in the squad last night, but he's still part of the first-team squad. He's still a striker. You know, you get rid of him and, like, someone gets injured. I mean, I can see Sinclair picking up injuries, little pulls, little kind of knocks, just the way he plays and that. You, You need options. You know, unless someone's coming in that is better than Bond, who are you going to get? I don't think there's many strikers. You know, every single manager in all, all every 91, 92 league clubs, would you want? I'd like another striker. Everyone wants a striker.
1: But, but does Bond want to be here, be at the club? I mean,
0: But he wants to go back to not Ipswich not. at some point. He's, he's made that quite clear that he wants to He be said here. that he wants to go back at some point, whether that be now or in the future. So, you know, so. Contract. Another year in it, I think. Two years. That's- Oh, the option of extend this by a further twelve months, yeah. and that was in twenty twenty. So he's got a year with an option, right? Yeah. So yeah who's yeah, the option? Yeah. So who's got? I think the option. that I'll imagine the club. Yeah, I don't think the player player options aren't really a thing nowadays, are they? Yeah. But so yeah, yeah. Are you going to bring in? You know, and like it's yeah. So we'll see. But
2: I mean, there's some. Oh, let's get Cameron Archer Well, Cameron Archer's just a five-year contract at Villa and now playing in their in their. 50s. Doesn't seem to ball, that he's though. going to be heading out on loan, does it? From what so, Gerard said, so yeah, who who are you going to get, you know? And then there's also like, you know, that if they loan out like Keenan Davis, they want a million pounds to loan him out. Mm. So you're paying a million pounds to develop someone else's players, oh, you know? The players you got, you kind of, you know, things will change in January. That's the thing at the minute is a long transfer window from when the season starts, which is ludicrous. You're paying sort of seven or eight games before the, the window closes, so there's this uncertainty mm. about who's coming, who's going, what your squad's going to be. So, um. I don't disagree, they probably need to get another striker, but my my question is like who are you gonna get? Mm. Under the parameters of what they can pay and what they want.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's gonna be difficult, isn't it? Like dunno who would take I mean a League One club, I'm sure there'd be quite a few interested in Macaulay bomb, but they ain't really got the money to buy him on a permanent and then it's a loan deal and, and I'll be pretty, able to afford well, all the wages. Paper,
2: so. If you've got like as a championship as a championship team, you look across the championship, you know, Willock. I mean Dykes didn't play well, well last night but he's a championship level striker willock's dyke tyler roberts Sinclair armstrong you know even macaulay bond scored goals at his level um the um richards taylor Richards, is coming in there's some good attacking players yeah you know, do you know what i mean it's it's they're not in a terrible state i don't think it's not ideal I, ideally you want wait to until the players the game, come back you know, whoever but as a championship squad the, the options aren't there it's just mm making those options work.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll move on to our predictions. then. like I said, Rotherham at home on Saturday. They've made a good start to life back in the championship. They had, they've only played three games because they were supposed to play Coventry at, away, but obviously their thing that's going on with their pitch meant they couldn't play. So they've only actually played three games, but um, Richard's Amos and Clark. So it looked like they're still going to be out, but hopefully Chris Willett's coming back. They were expected. He was expected to come back against Blackpool yesterday, but medical staff or be said the medical staff didn't want him to risk him. So, Hopefully he's coming back as well. But um Kev, what are you expecting from this one? What would you like to see Bill do here?
1: Um I just um I well we we talked about the striker situation. I, I would like to see Roberts and Willock behind him. Uh I will go I fancy QPR. I, this is a match we should be winning. Um two one QPR.
0: Yeah, Ian, what are you saying? What what um what are your thoughts on uh, on what Bill what you think Bill should do and how, how do you see this one going? Um I think it'd be a tricky game.
2: In the cup game last year, they were kind of tough nut to crack. they got a bit of pace up. I mean you've got Connor Washington up front who scored, actually scored a really good goal actually. Man again, himself poor old Joe Lumley who um yeah played like paid like Jesus Christ holding his hands in that game. <laughs> um Bless him. And, yeah, um, it's not looking too great, is uh, it? Chilibay, Chidibe. Ogbené. Ogbené. He's a very he's good done, player, yeah. He's done really well for Ireland. He's lively and, and have pace. So there's going to be chance. I mean, you know, you're playing Rotherham at home, really. Saturday crowd should be a, a decent turnout there. Um, Chris Willis back. Yeah, I, I'm going to go for
0: a 2-0 win. Well, I'm going to make it a hat-trick, so you know what that means. I don't have they ever won a game when we've all predicted that they're going to win i um, probably not but yeah i, I think so i think keep going off to beat rotherham hopefully with chris willett coming back that's going to make a massive difference different team with him in like i said earlier so what did you say in 2-0 because that's what i might yeah. go for as well all right well, i'm just gonna copy you and go to now then normally i copy kev but i'll copy you today because you know um but yeah well uh let us know what your prediction is and uh your thoughts on what we've spoken about today if you're watching on youtube um, leave us a comment and like the video as well. And if you're listening to us, do remember to follow the feed for our podcast wherever you're listening. And we'll be back with another one very soon.
1: Thanks for listening or watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.